Angel, you there? Can you hear me? Um, I think you mean Gamertag AO Let's Go. Yeah, I'm in Dina, aka T Sizzle23. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, I have to admit, I've never played online games before, so this is pretty cool. It's definitely a great way to connect. No doubt. I can see why the Air Force totally agrees. Right? You ready to jump in? Hey, let's do it. Wait, what about this podcast? T Sizzle, this is the podcast. In an age where we're all digitally connected, nobody should feel like they're unplugged from the world. Esports in the Air Force has the ability to bring people together, no matter your age, rank, gender, or ethnicity. Connecting with each other and having that family, whether it's a gaming family, Air Force family, or whatever, it just builds on somebody's resilience, their mindset, their sense of community, and that builds a stronger, more resilient force, period. I am Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Joe Bass, and this is For Your Situational Awareness. F-Y-S-A? F-Y-S-A. For Your Situational Awareness. F-Y-S-A. For Your Situational Awareness. What's up? I'm Angela Orozco, Defense Media Activity. Hello, I'm Tech Sergeant Dina Heitzman. It is so rad to think that video games are now being looked at as a tool and a source for resilience rather than what my mom called it, a big waste of time and her money. Esports and video games have become a titan in the global economy, even surpassing the global movie and North American sports industry combined in 2020, with projections for 2021 to be even greater. In other words, I think it's pretty popular. It's popular in the Air Force also. In fact, more than 86% of airmen between the ages of 18 to 34 identify as gamers, playing anywhere from 4 to 10 hours a week. That's according to Colonel Mark Adair, Director of Operations for Air Force Services Center. And an airman we spoke to games way more than that. I don't think I've gone without 6 to 10 hours of gaming a week since basic training. Say 60, 70 hours a week, so quite a bit. All, all day weekends and most of the time during the nights. That's A1C Zurich Wieser, and he's kind of used to being online since his job is a computer programmer. And even though he's online so much, at his core, he's a real people person that wants to help other airmen. And you can tell from that little clip there, he was a fun person to interview. In fact, I asked him if there was anyone in the Air Force that he would like to challenge in a game. And of course, he went straight to the top enlisted member and called out Simsaf Bass. In terms of competition, I'm kind of cocky, so I'd say there's nobody I want to play against because I know I'm the best. But in terms of camaraderie or resiliency, I'd, I'd want to play with Chief, you know, Chief Bass. We'll hear SimSaf's response to that later. I don't know about you, but this whole thing just seems like an elaborate scheme that an airman made up in order to play video games on the job. I wish it was my idea, but we do know who the airman is, so why don't we go to the source and ask him directly. I am Captain Oliver Parsons, or my gamer tag is Ollie Poppin' It, because my beats don't have a stop in it. (laughs) I work at the Air Force Services Center as the Deputy Chief of Sports Fitness and Readiness, and I am the founder of Air Force Gaming. 
2016, Captain Parsons was a missileer stationed at Minot Air Force Base, North Dakota. I was there six total years and doing the crazy schedule and it being dark most of the winter and it being like negative 70 at some times, um, you know, we were forced to stay inside. He battled with depression and anxiety due to the 24-7, 365 stress of the no-fail mission. He dealt with this stress by immersing himself in video games, which further isolated himself from reality. My wife was struggling with mental health stuff as well, so we both kind of went our separate ways down the the video game routes. Her playing uh, Sims 4 on uh, PC while I'm playing Destiny 2 and, you know, grinding away at that. After realizing his co-workers were also playing Destiny 2, he began forming connections and friendships in the game, and soon after, they were raiding for six hours at a time. This sparked his interest to help his church start an online gaming community, and around the same time, he noticed that the Army was capitalizing on eSports. And that's when it clicked. I got with a, a few other airmen that I'd been playing, you know, Destiny 2 with, or I'd met actually online, and I was like, hey, why don't we, you know, grassroots start something like what they have and see where it goes. So we, uh, I did a, a shot in the dark email to the uh, Air Force Recruiting Service commander. Um, at the time, it was Major General Levitt, and it was crazy awesome. She emailed me back in like 13 minutes, and she's like, oh, I love it. Let's experiment with this. Let's get you with my innovation director. I thought it was amazing that General Levitt responded so quickly to Captain Parsons and basically said, let's see how this goes. We asked Simsaf what her first thought was when the Air Force sanctioned Air Force gaming. My first thoughts were initially like, why not? You know, considering the time and age that we are in and that we're in the 21st century. Um, and oh, by the way, it probably helps that I also um, am the mom to two teenagers. I get it, right? And so as um, as generations evolve, so must we. And it, it just makes perfect sense. And yeah, ga gaming is not necessarily a new thing. I married a gamer, um, but, but it just makes sense. In 2020, Air Force Gaming made its official debut under the Air Force Services Center. In just one year, over 13,000 airmen and guardians joined the community with over 1,000 teams participating in competitions. Those are great numbers for a program that's only been around about a year. It shows that a lot of airmen are interested, and for the Air Force to see that, it's amazing. The biggest competition so far was the Code Bowl, bringing together eight different services from two countries. The hype is real, the hype is real. We're live from the United States Air Force Academy. Woo, it's time, baby. All right. Code Bowl, Call of Duty Endowment Here Bowl. Here yep. Oh, I missed. Big day. Oh my God, I got me, got me, got me. Honestly, for military and esports, this is the biggest day that has happened. Hey, push on, let's side A, let's side A, let's side A. We have eight total services, five from the US, three from the UK. And their setups are looking real nice. Man, Angel, that sounds so cool. I wish we could be a part of that. Very awesome. But Dina, as you know, the Space Force, the baby Space Force won that event. The Air Force, well, you didn't do that well. 
yeah, we definitely lost. <laughs> but all in all, the competition was great. It was healthy for everybody. And I think that's the key part about resiliency in esports. And we probably shouldn't be overthinking resilience. What esports and online gaming does is it makes you happy, makes you smile. You're competitive. You're talking to people online, your community, and you're having fun. And that's what it's all about, having fun. That alone can make you more resilient, you know, and a happier person. Yes, just by talking about this, I'm like super smiling. I'm excited. It gets me hype, right? So I think this is definitely a great way to bring everybody together regardless of what you are, whether you're a female, whether you're a male, whether you're an A1C, a colonel, a general, whoever. I definitely think this is a great opportunity for everybody to get involved. You meet people online, you kind of have, well, for me personally, I have this guard up because you don't know who's on the other side kind of thing. But with AFG, you don't really have to have that guard up because you know, hey, we're all airmen. This is Staff Sergeant Haley Green, a security forces member and a lead game ambassador for the Dungeons and Dragons section of Air Force Gaming. How happy were you when you found out about the Air Force Gaming? Oh, I jumped right in. Literally the moment I was told, not even five minutes later, I was Googling it. I was on Facebook. I was like, hey, can I join? <laughs> this was back in 2019 when it wasn't even official yet. Currently, Haley is the only female in the D&D section. However, they're always looking for more. Well, it's not about needing it. It's showing that we are open to the inclusiveness of having different people. I mean, we're not purposefully having only males join D&D, but it's, that's what's happened. Case in point, the Overwatch team, I'm pretty sure there's three or four that are females that are on the team, and like that's great. That's, that's awesome. And I know there's a few people who play Call of Duty. I actually play with a lot of females who play Call of Duty, and we are we're pretty good. There's no reason for there to be any for you to feel like you, you're held back by your sexuality, your gender, any, any of those things. Do you feel that gaming has helped you be a more resilient airman? Definitely. Um, I've gained so many friends through the AFG that if something were to happen or if I needed to talk to someone, I know that I can go to those guys. It's created this community that isn't about our our ranks, as we said before. Like we don't know anyone's ranks and we just know like, hey, I see you as my mentor. I really appreciate your thoughts on this situation that I'm having. There's been a couple times where I've asked questions to some people uh, about situations that have come up in my life. So it's been nice to have that outlet. I love the answer she gave about how Air Force Gaming made her a more resilient airman. And I know, Dina, before you say anything, I see the look on your face when I said resilient again. But it's just a fact. We got to use that word a lot because it's important right now. You even mentioned it in one of our interviews as being the mascot of pretty much 2020 and 2021 so far. You're right. It, it totally is. And we use that word a lot. We know it's important. We go to the trainings. We have these conversations. But I think it's important to understand that there are many faces of what a resilient airman looks like. 
and we all have to do our best to make sure that the word itself is not just a buzzword, as Simsap Bass explains. When we talk about resilience, it just can't be about saying like you should have it and then that's it. You know, we've got to work with our airmen to show them what resilience means, how to walk in resilience and how to build upon it. Um, it can't just be a noun or, or something in our vocabulary. It just has to be something that we are um, embracing and um, building upon daily. For example, for Staff Sergeant Green, it's connecting with a community where everybody's on the same playing field. But if you could describe what resilience is without using that word, how do you think that would sound? Oh, that's super easy. I'm going to punt this one to Brigadier General Claude Tudor. I am the director of uh, Air Force's Integrated Resilience. He describes it as optimizing human performance across all the domains, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. While also treating everyone with dignity, respect, and compassion. And while General Tudor doesn't quite consider himself a gamer, he does recognize the benefits of it. I mean, it's, it's not my passion. You know, my passion is anything with the water and a, and a board and a paddle. But, you know, that's what's cool. You know, everybody has their own kind of unique, you know, passions uh, that helps them, you know, develop that connectedness. So I think that's really awesome. Exactly. And there's tons of clubs across the Air Force. And, and, you know, the Air Force has put a lot of effort into these types of programs. So why do you think it's important for airmen to have access to them now? As we looked at best practices across the Department of the Air Force and the things that we were finding was it brings them together. It creates that connectedness so that, you know, they can bond together. They can talk with each other. And, you know, it's not always about playing the game. Sometimes maybe after the game or before the game, you know, they can have that connective uh, you know, tissue, so to speak, where they talk about maybe challenges that they're dealing with or, you know, hey, man, did you see this piece of the game? And it's, it gives them an opportunity to talk and build a relationship. And it's important to build that relationship prior to crisis, because if you wait until you're in crisis and then you try to develop that relationship, it becomes even harder to, you know, kind of understand the facial recognition or, you know, how do you know if somebody's really in crisis if the first time you meet them is when they're in crisis? I think that's really interesting what General Tudor said, and that kind of ties into Captain Oliver Parsons' story. He was a missileer at Minot, he was struggling with anxiety and depression, and he was reclassified over into the Air Force Services Center. You know, that could have totally thrown him off the rails at that point. Could have thrown anybody off the rails, let's be frank about it. But instead, the Air Force recognized his talent and put him in the perfect place at the perfect time for him. I mean, I'm still struggling with depression, anxiety almost every day, but it was the, the airmen that are part of the Air Force gaming community that really helped with my persistency of continuing to pursue Air Force gaming and make sure, you know, what our dream and what our, you know, baby that we built uh, becomes an official entity. And, you know, stories like, hey, if it wasn't for Air Force gaming, I wouldn't be here right now. I mean, even for me, I could say, hey, if it wasn't for Air Force Gaming and the community and the new friendships that I built digitally, um, you know, I'd be in a very dark place. Captain Parsons also explained his wife is doing well and she's pursuing her doctorate degree. She's a super school person. She's awesome, super supportive. She's been alongside me the entire time. They have also moved to Joint Base San Antonio, Lackland, Texas. We actually have family here in San Antonio, so... 
we really do feel blessed with everything that has kind of uh, come to fruition over the course of this last year. What a journey for Captain Parsons. It was really cool talking with them. I am excited to see what he does with Air Force Gaming because this is only the beginning. Hey, Dina, before we start thinking of wrapping this up, why don't we go back to the throwdown challenge from A1C Zurich Weezer to SimSap Joanne Bass. Aaron Weezer may be more experienced in online gaming, but SimSap Bass is, is pretty competitive. Plus, she's the chief mass sergeant in the Air Force. That's like final boss level. Here's how the conversation went as we led up to the friendly challenge from Zurich. So I'll be honest, in fairness, you know, I, I'm actually a very competitive person. So I've told my family, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to get into it because if I do, like, I'm probably going to do it hours on end till I make it up to a certain level. And I mean, that just wouldn't be fair. Then I'd be going against the airmen. And so, but, but actually let me break. I do, I, I, while I don't say I'm a gamer, I do get competitive on certain things. So like I play family feud, I have a family feud app on my phone. So to be fair, I don't, I don't want to have to beat out our airmen in games. And so I choose not to. I did interview one airman recently who's involved in Air Force gaming. And I asked the question, if you could play with anyone in the Air Force, who would that person be? And he said that person was you. Chief Master Oh, my word. I met Chief Bass while I was in tech school. She was the command chief over at Keesler. And so I actually met her and, you know, she had an open forum. Had a, we, we had some good conversations, um, learned some things from her. And so I think playing with her would be like, hey, you know, this is cool because I have already met you. And now this is a year and a half later. Um, you know, I'm a very different person than I was in tech school, uh, just because of how the Air Force has changed me. And I think that would be cool to play with, you know, Chief Bass or somebody of that nature who has that experience, who's been in the Air Force for a while, kind of like as, as a mentor, if you will. All right. Well, you you tell Airman Weiser, we might, we, he has to give me some time. You know, right now I've been very focused on, okay, how about I lead the Air Force well. You know, I've been in the sea for about seven months. I've been very focused on certain things, but tell him by my second or third year, I'm going to have this thing on lock and then, um, and then maybe we'll, we'll get into some gaming. Who wouldn't want to play with SimSaf? I mean, come on, you can't blame the guy, right? I got to say personally that at the beginning of this podcast, it kind of blew my mind to think that somehow online gaming can help build resilience in people. But after speaking with everyone in this episode, I get it. Innovative ideas can come from anyone, anywhere, at any time. And Air Force Gaming is the perfect example for non-traditional methods to help solve complex problems. If we try to solve those issues with the same um, way of thinking that we always have been, we're just not going to be as effective and as strong and um, dynamic as we could be. And so we need new ideas. And a lot of those new ideas and ways of thinking will come from things like Air Force Gaming. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all of our guests. This has been FYSA. I'm Tech Sergeant Dina Heitzman. And I'm Angel Orozco. And now that we're done with this episode, do you want to finish playing that game? Yes, I thought you'd never ask. Let's go. I got player one.
If you'd like to learn more about Air Force Gaming, visit airforcegaming.com. <laughs>